Good afternoon, Packers fans. Welcome to your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. That's right. And judging by Twitter and all the news that I've seen coming out of Wisconsin, a lot of you are probably buried under some snow right now. So hope you're all staying safe, uh, locked up indoors, drinking lots of Carry the G. That's that's my wish for you. The Packers, meanwhile, looking to get out of Green Bay and get to Dallas for this big playoff game on Sunday afternoon. There will be some uh, logistical hurdles that they have to overcome, but I suspect this billion-dollar corporation will figure out a way to get their guys down to Dallas for Sunday's game. Uh, obviously, injuries, the concern there. Uh, across the board here, there are three gentlemen who are given injury designations, which is pretty amazing considering that you look at the list throughout the week and the number of names that have been on the list uh, leading up to this playoff game. Only three are given designations, Christian Watson, Jair Alexander, and A.J. Dillon. I did a video here on the channel. You can check that out as far as who I think is going to play and who will probably sit. But needless to say, could be a lot worse and has been a lot worse throughout this season for the Packers. Good to see guys like Romeo Dobbs, who had to leave that game against the Bears, coughing up blood and obviously missing the second half. And uh, all the guys, whether it's Wicks or Reed, what have you, guys have dealt with chest injuries and ankles and all this other stuff. They're good to go for Sunday. Down in Jerry World, where the Packers have never lost. It's very true. Now, of course, all those teams were helmed by Aaron Rodgers. This will be Jordan Love's first foray into the pressure cooker that is playoff football i think there are a couple keys here and i talked about it earlier this week so i won't belabor the point but i think obviously more than any other game this season it is the most important game where they have got to one billion percent stay ahead of the sticks on offense second and four second and five even is preferable to second and eight or third and nine uh, this is a dallas defense that will absolutely wreck you up front with their ability to get after the passer, especially if there is a long way to get downfield for your receivers. Jordan Love holding the football. They are absolutely monsters across the board. Parsons gets all the love for good reason. He's amazing. But to a man, these guys can wreck you in any kind of aspect of the passing game. So for me, it's all about Aaron Jones, all about running the football, staying ahead of the sticks, run at their pass rush. And then flipping it around, the Jair Alexander injury clearly clouds everything as far as if he plays. You know, I think the approach is a bit different. I don't think it's like a whole kind of revamp, but it's a bit different. You'd probably call a few more instances of uh, some kind of man coverage, man match, what have you. But if he's unable to play, I do not doubt for a moment that you will see a lot of soft zone, for lack of a better word, uh, cover three, cover six, cover two, things of that nature. And it's going to be all about staying in front of those receivers, rallying and tackling, limiting yards after the catch, and then hopefully getting out of the red zone once or twice where you've kept them out of the end zone and they have to kick a field goal. If the Packers defense can just do that, because you're not going to stop them, you're not going to contain them, they're going to get theirs. But if you can just get a few stops in the red zone, Give your offense a chance to, A, keep up, and B, maybe even get ahead. Then the Packers are actually kind of cooking with gas because the ability of this Dallas team to get up and down the field is undeniable in their place. Dak Prescott is way better than most of the 
quarterbacks that they've been taking care of these last few weeks. And I know the old somewhat joke, but somewhat reality that Joe Barry kingmaker for all these young, untested, mediocre quarterbacks. They have their best days against Joe. His squad has been okay and actually somewhat good against the better quarterbacks. But I don't think the Packers have faced an offense quite this good all season long. Again, especially in their home home uh, on their home field. It's a tall task. Tall task. Now, maybe the Packers get a break. Maybe they get a tip drill interception like they got in Minnesota or, um, you know, there's a fumble return on a punt from the Cowboys and just an extra opportunity for Jordan Love and company to put some more points on the board. I think, you know, if the Packers get even just one of those instances, they've got a good chance to win this game, but don't get it twisted. This is a very, very tough matchup for green Bay. Um, Hey, I love the fact that they can just kind of throw it all out there. They don't, have much pressure on them coming into this game as opposed to Mike McCarthy, who, you know, you don't have to go very far anywhere on the internet, but especially Twitter, if you're scrolling and there's some new report about, Oh, well, if, uh, you know, some of these playoff teams, uh, have a aging coach who exits early, well, Bill Belichick could step in. I mean, this is not rocket science, right? I mean, it's pretty clear. Jerry Jones would absolutely 1000% pull the trigger on Belichick if they lose this game. So, you got to look at it like Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job, which I know I get the old kind of cliche attitude. You're always like every game, every season, blah, blah, blah. I understand, but it's a whole nother world when you get down to it on Sunday afternoon and now it's time to put up or shut up. I mean, if there's a guy who can hand you a game by mismanaging the clock or screwing something up game management wise, it's Mike McCarthy. So we shall see. We shall see. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Got a bunch of super chats to start us off. What's up, Chris? Hoping Watson can go. He put up big numbers in Kansas City and Detroit games. This is another top-notch opponent that we need all our weapons for. Need Jair, too. Chris, I have a video here on the channel that I highly recommend you check out because I go through everything in regards to who I think will play and won't. She said, Joey, what's up, man? Love how wide receivers went from a yearly weakness to now a strength for this team. And Goody, we trust. Joey, I do wonder, and I totally agree, you're absolutely right. And it is fascinating to me how poorly Gutekunst had done early in his tenure as far as drafting skill position players, right? And now how suddenly it's absolutely switched in the last two drafts. I mean, they he has done lights out work. And I do wonder if Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home on some of these like nationally televised Packers games late in the season where he's like, mother... You know, it's like, why couldn't I get some of that? Um, but yes, Goody's done yeoman's work in that regard. No doubt. Mike Witt, how are you, man? Sure hope I'm wrong, Nags. 38-28 Cowboys. Go Pack Go. Will you Rob Domofsky? I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, 38-28. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Riley, what's going on, man? Let's win not just for us, but for America. See, now there. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you want to talk about America's team. We all know it's the Green Bay Packers. Come on. Ed, thanks for the super chat, man. I like McCarthy and appreciate everything he accomplished with the Packers. I hope that telling him this will help him deal with the Packers kicking the Cowboys' ass on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I want to talk about that for a second because I know last night on Packer Transplants, you know, 
Corey had taken umbrage with one of the things that Rob said in his interview, Rob Domofsky said in his interview uh, on the Dallas radio station, where Rob had said, you know, most Packers fans will probably be rooting for McCarthy or wish him well if the Cowboys were to beat the Packers. And I understand, like, the old heads, like myself and Corey and whatever, we have a visceral hatred for the Cowboys, so it's really difficult for anyone of that age to say, oh, yeah, I'll be rooting for McCarthy because it's like, no, 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 no. The Cowboys, never, ever the Cowboys. And mostly, I understand that, but I love Mike. And if the Packers were to fall on Sunday, I will 1 billion percent be rooting for him to get another Super Bowl trophy because he would be the first coach in the NFL ever to win the Super Bowl with two different teams. And for it to be Mike to do it, that'd be awesome. So that's it. I mean, I you know, the Cowboys, always the Cowboys, but... I'm solely rooting for Mike McCarthy in that regard. Go Pack Go. What's up, man? Do you think Lamb will have a 100-yard game? Yes, I do. He had over 100 last year in a game they won, the Packers. Um, But I do think, yes, he's going to get his. There's no doubt about it. If you look through his kind of uh, his output this season – more often than not, he will get his, and it's funny when he doesn't, they're still scoring like 30 or even 40 points because they have lots of other ways to hurt you. I do think Joe Barry will go about it. We are going to pay attention to him. We're probably, you know, rolling coverage, bracketing, whatever they can try to do to mitigate the damage he will undoubtedly do. Um, but I don't see him being really kind of clamped on, clamped down. I don't, I don't. I don't think that for a second. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So, yes, I think he gets 100. Adrian, what's up, man? I'm still traumatized by our 1990s playoff losses. It doesn't feel like house money to me. I feel you, brother. I mean, just think about all the the good guys. Think about Aaron Jones with four touchdowns or Aaron Rodgers repeatedly tearing out their heart in the fourth quarter. There has been a lot of success down in this building. Don't think about the old Cowboys Stadium and Brett Favre and that crew because 
damn, that was some hard shit. I was there. I know what you're talking about. I broke my heart every damn, every damn January watching it. Yes, I know. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about AT&T Stadium. Packers have owned the Cowboys in that building. I don't see. I, much like the Bears, you know how like first game and even the now in week 18, you know, the jokes and the memes about Aaron Rodgers transferring ownership to Jordan Love of the Bears. Same thing with the Cowboys. Jordan Love's going to go down there and ball out. Guarantee it. John Semitovich, what's up? Over under McCarthy headset spikes 0.5. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite gifts to come out of last season. Mike McCarthy throwing down the headset after a conversion by Rodgers. Uh, you've got to love it. Absolutely love it. And yes, I hope, I definitely hope we see it on Sunday. Soto, what's going on, man? When you have only missed on seventh rounders, Tariq Carpenter and Lou Nichols over the last two years, you should be executive of the year. No doubt about it. And here's the thing with Tariq. I thought he was a really good gunner, especially the second half of that season, his rookie season. He was doing really good work in that regard. So he was not great from scrimmage, but I thought he was a really good special teamer. And as far as Lou Nichols, he's on a practice squad. I think Phillies, if I remember, or Phillies, the Eagles, if I remember right. So, you know, like Lou Nichols didn't work in Green Bay, but still has a job in the NFL as a seventh rounder. And yes, to your overall point, I don't understand how Goody isn't the executive of the year. Come on. I mean, like I said, I think on daily a couple of weeks ago or maybe last earlier this week, um, the one thing that I think might hinder that from happening is the fact that Jordan Love was taken X number of years ago, right? So if the you know, completely dialed in look is this season, I mean, he's had a hell of a campaign as far as the draft picks go, right? But he didn't do much in free agency wise, kind of building for the, this season alone, where the, the voters will undoubtedly look at that and go, well, you know, he had a good draft class, but that's about it. Well, we all know that's not really the case. It's a lot more than that. Lambo Leo, what's going on, man? Lambo Leo, by the way, king of the memes. What's up, man? Dear baby Jesus, please let please let us beat Dallas. I want so bad to see the Cowboys fans smash their TVs because of us and give me endless meme material. Dude, I'm telling you, Lambo Leo, if you guys don't follow this kid, I'm assuming it's a kid. Maybe he's an old man, but I doubt it. Um, you should do so because it's fucking hilarious shit. And yes, man, we need we need the memes of people and videos and what have you. All the social of Cowboys fans melting down. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Infinite Singularity. This is a incredible, incredibly generous super chat. Thank you so much. And I'm reading it just to make sure there's nothing terrible. Okay, this is really nice. I'm sure this is like a joke, but I'll read it. Your Packers commentary is a vibrant mosaic. Beyond the gridiron, your personal narratives intertwine with my experiences. Your character, a beacon of virtue, stands tall like a majestic oak. May the symphony of authenticity echo in your content. Thanks, Corey. I kid, I kid. Um, infinite singularity. That's incredibly kind. Thank you so much. Jocelyn, what's going on? Hey, Nags, I live in Dallas and I'm going to the game. Couldn't pass up a special chance to see the young offensive core in its first playoff game. What do you look for when watching in person versus on TV? That's an excellent question. Um, it really depends on where you're sitting. Uh, and I'll try to give you as much kind of info here as I can. 
for me, if I'm in a really nice seat, like as far as like 50 yard line, about 20 rows up, right. I'm mostly watching offensive line play and you know, the line, but the line of scrimmage, um, the ball, your eye goes to the ball naturally, right? Like you can't help it. Like you want to see the outcome of the play. Right. But for the most part, if I'm in that spot, I love watching what's happening up front. Um, if I'm high up, like say in the press box or even in nosebleed section, I love watching coverages. I love watching the safeties and it really kind of doesn't depend who's on offense. Like I love seeing the rotation, trying to see the development of the routes and, Oh, is this, what are they trying to do here? Who are they trying to take advantage of? How is this? Is it breaking open? Uh, Is there a reason the quarterback didn't throw it there? Oh, right. Because that safety dropped down instead of dropped out. It's like that is a, especially if, again, I have a good bird's eye view. I love looking at that. Um, If you're way down, like way, way down in the front front row. Um, I'll just watch the quarterback. I just love seeing kind of his view of, or as close as we can get to his view of the field. Right. Cause people, I think kind of forget, like it looks so easy when you get the Madden view, right. When, or when you've got the sideline view and like, you can see both teams and see things kind of develop in the broadcast that you, you know, might not see on the uh, all 22, but you can see things and you're like, why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? And like, if you get down, close to eye level and you see just the pure chaos of it all play in and play out and how those fuckers up front are coming for you as a quarterback. Yeah. It, it's they people talk about it all the time. I know Matt's mentioned it toughest job in sports, man. I can't imagine. I mean, I was a very, very, very bad pop Warner quarterback. You know, I mean, I couldn't even handle it at that level to do it at the NFL level. I can't, I can't fathom, can't fathom it. Um, but you can get an idea if you're down in front, like first row, second row, what have you. Um, so that's it. I know that's probably long winded, but that's where I kind of what I look for um, as opposed to like watching on television and you're kind of forced to watch whatever the director wants you to watch. You know, Patrick, what's up? 37 to 23 time of possession, lead by 33, win by eight. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> Patrick, I like the way you think. Talik, what's up? How many staff changes you anticipate in this offseason? If this is the last Packers Daily, thanks, Aaron, for all you do and the whole Cheesehead TV crew. Oh, sir. First of all, the last Packers Daily. Packers Daily is the one thing that never stops. I mean, Packers transplants, Packer transplants will go away for the offseason. Uh, we'll start doing draft content and things like that. Uh, Packers playbook will obviously disappear, blah, blah, blah. But, sir, I am here. 365 like there are actually it was funny you mentioned that because um i'm going to be traveling a little bit this spring so i'll have some pockets where i'm out uh out like traveling on the road what have you but yeah man packers daily doesn't stop i'm here throughout the off season every day and there's always something to talk about come on now as far as uh staff changes i still fully expect joe barry to be gone and I suspect there'll probably be a pretty sizable overhaul on, on the defensive staff. Um, you know, obviously that's up to Matt, but yeah, I think, uh, I suspect Barry will be gone on the offensive side. Talked about this on transplants a little bit. I still think guys like John Dunn and Jason Vrabel will start to get their names out there after this season because of the work they they've done with all the receivers and tight ends, but I don't see anybody moving on, um, in that regard. You never know, really, maybe some college program comes for 
somebody on the offensive staff, what have you. But um, I, I, I would think, I'd suspect that that side of the ball stays intact. Passaccia, that's a bit of a wild card because they haven't been good on teams. They've actually probably taken a step back on teams, especially if you're looking at uh, Gosselin's uh, annual special teams rankings, which came out today, and the Packers dropped, I think, three spots from 26 to 29. It hasn't been good, right? I think Bisaccia is in a very kind of unique situation uh, where I think, you know, they named him assistant head coach this offseason. I think Lafleur really values him as a sounding board. So I think he's much more than just a special teams coordinator. I suspect he'll he'll be kept on and the requirement will be that the special teams has to improve next season. But I mean, dark horse, could they move on from Basaccia? I guess it's a possibility. Um, but I just don't think Matt wants to continue to turn over uh, in a major way every offseason. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Let's see what else we got. Mario, what's up? Cowboys defense might be cooked with Jones out there. I also still think this offense can score about 30, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. I think there's zero doubt they could score 30 on the on the Cowboys. I absolutely think that. Um, now, the problem is, is that the Cowboys could probably score 40. So we'll see. We'll see. But, yes, I think they'll move the ball. I think they'll put up points. I don't doubt for a moment that Aaron Jones is going to have a similar game to what we've seen from him these last three weeks. You know, and I'm not trying to diss the Dallas defense. I think they're really good, but the Packers are in a rhythm right now. And Matt LaFleur is, I mean, these last three weeks, he's done an excellent job of knowing how to attack the opponent, opposing defense. And don't forget, he worked with Dan Quinn down in Atlanta. I mean, he knows Dan pretty damn well, and he knows his tendencies, and he knows how he likes to approach the game. Now, the scheme that Quinn is running now in Dallas is very different than what he was running in Atlanta, but Matt still knows the man, right? And I think that should serve him well on Sunday. Doxon, what's up? Any special playoff toppings tonight, Nags? Go, Pat, go. No, sir. I think I saw Brandy earlier talking about how uh, I would get half the pizza with my toppings. Please, you do not know the Nagler girls. Yeah, no, all cheese all the time, baby. I don't think we've ever gotten a pizza with anything but cheese on it in my, whatever, 22 years of being a father. It's always cheese pizza, baby. That's what the girls like. That's what they get. I'm a sucker. Can't help it. Richard, what's up? down 30 to 28 with four seconds to go carlson from 57 yards for the win go pet go could you imagine could you imagine if carlson picks up the crosby mantle and beats the cowboys come on that'd be amazing and you're right it would have to be some huge deep long kick you know because if it's a 33 or 40 yarder he's gonna miss it we all know this mike witt what's up Honest question. Why does Corey hate Bukowski so much? Where did it come from? I have heard from a couple different people that he's actually nice. That's so funny you say that. Um, Yeah, Bukowski's incredibly nice. I've met Peter, but had beers with him here in New York. Really nice dude. Now, here's the secret that he'll never admit to, but is 100% true, because he told me this when I met him. He knows he comes off as a dick on Twitter. He knows this, and he uses it. He loves it. He gets, well, I'm not going to say he gets off on it, but he knows what he's doing. Corey's never met the man. All he knows is his Twitter persona. And Corey, much like I would say a few Packers fans, 
absolutely drives him insane. So that is why, just because of his tweets. That's it. Now, look, I, I, like I said, I've met Pete. I think he's really nice. Good dude. I have a rule. And I talked about this on transplants a couple, I think last year. There's a very ardent, hard, fast rule that if everyone followed, I think everyone would be in a much better place. When Peter Bukowski replies to you, you are allowed one reply. And then you hit mute conversation to move on with your life. Because you know he's never going to stop. He's going to reply and reply and reply and reply. And yes, but uh, I think the uh, thing, like, just don't give him the satisfaction. Just one reply, mute, move on with your life. All is well. Love you, Pete. <laughs> That's such a good question. Rai Rai, what's up? McCarthy's best game will always be 2014 versus the Pats. That's an excellent game. I mean, it's hard to take away his his work in the Super Bowl, but I mean, that was an awesome game. I mean, the fact that, you know, obviously it's a loss, so people will kind of dismiss it, but, or no, I'm thinking 2010. The 2014 game, yes, amazing work. Uh, the 2010 game, pretty damn impressive if you go back and watch it. Uh, the 2014 game was awesome, though. And the fact that it was so funny is that, like, if Devontae Adams uh, catches that third down in the red zone and gets a touchdown, um, you know, we don't get the satisfaction of Mike Daniels and company sandwiching Brady on that third down to essentially win the game. Like, oh, that was a great game. That was a great game. Brian, what's up, man? Let's start a GoFundMe for the poor Dolphins to have to play in the freezing cold. <laughs> I was being a bit of a jerk on Twitter last night. But come on, all this talk about the cold. Like, yes, it's football. Welcome. Oh, were you putting up 70 points on someone in September? Do people have to go to Miami and play in a 120-degree heat index? Oh, you're going to have to play in the cold. Welcome to football. Scott, what's up? Thanks for a great season, Nags. The key for a win in Dallas is not turning the ball over. If they play their game and don't turn it over, I like their chances. 100%. I mean, it would be nice to get a takeaway of our own. But yes, clean game, very much have a chance. No question about it. Joe, what's up, man? Healthy dose of two tight end sets Sunday? I don't know. I think we'll see a bit more than usual because of Musgrave kind of getting back into the groove, although who knows how kind of good to go he really is. I know he was very limited in that game against the Bears, caught the one pass. But hopefully, I tell you what, I love the idea of working with his speed on that turf. Let's go. I'm down with that life. Andrew, how are you, man? From the 60s with Landry and Meredith to the 90s with Aikman and company and Johnson and Switzer to Jones not even wanting the Packers to exist. And I get you like Mike, but don't for your roots, Nags. But don't for your roots. What are, Am I dying my hair? What's going on here? You were doing so well, and then you messed up the end there. But I feel you, man. Menace, what's up? Lots of chatter on the Pitt-Buffalo game being moved to 231 metric tons of snow due to 231 metric tons of snow. Thoughts on games being moved due to inclement weather, minus a hurricane or natural disaster. You the ball as it lies. Uh, Menace, I'm with you. Yeah, I t- I haven't seen any chatter about Pitt Buffalo being moved. I've seen that there's going to be a lot of snow, but I mean, maybe I I haven't I haven't seen it. Lambo Leo, what's up? Thanks for the shout out, Nags. I'm 42, by the way. You're still a young man. Still a young man. What, am I eight years older than you? You're a kid. Caleb, what's up? 
playoff a bonus, 10 being good was the goal, right? I mean, your expectations can shift, you know? Yes, coming into the season, I thought there was a chance it could be a wild card team. I didn't expect it. But now that they are, let's go can win. But yes, finding out about Jordan Love was the A number one kind of, not even just a goal, but it was like the need. This You had to find out. Is he worth committing to long-term? And I think he's answered resoundingly, yes. Uh, Patrick, how are you? Do you think the O-line will hold off the D-line of Dallas if they can? I think the key to victory uh, thoughts. Yes, I think they can on most occasions as far as straight up, you know, it's second and four or whatever, and you, are you running your rhythm of your offense and Jordan can get the ball out of his hands in a timely manner. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. It's the third and 12s that are going to be a problem. Unless you go max protect, and then you're limiting your options out in, in the routes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't doubt for a moment that uh, the Packers will be able to move the ball, but this Dallas front is legit. And when you give them an opportunity to get upfield and get after your quarterback, it becomes a very long day. So uh, I like the Packers line. I think they've done a really good job over the course of the last two months or so, but there's a whole different animal. Colin, what's up? Went back through this season and the effort jumps off the screen, fighting, crawling, scratching for yards and burying blocks. Can you dig it? Yes, I can. Damn right. I can dig it. And you're right. The effort is not going to say noticeably different, but it is noticeable, right? The fact that these dudes not only do everything you're saying there, Colin, but they do it for each other and the energy within the team is so discernible and so different than it's been in the last couple of years. I just absolutely love it. Aaron, thanks for the super chat. When healthy, how would you rank Green Bay's wide receivers? Mine is Reed, Watson, Dobbs, Wicks, Melton. Ooh, baby. Um, Aaron, I'm going to disagree with you a bit here. I would say if I had to rank them, and I don't even know what criteria we're using here, we're just ranking for the sake of ranking. I would say Reed, Watson, Wicks, Melton, Dobbs. That's where I would go. But that's just me. Everybody can have their opinion. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. That's right. Next Monday, I will be back either wrapping up the season with you folks or talking about the divisional matchup against the 49ers. I can't wait. Thank you so much, everyone. Please hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go.